We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Oh, for sure. Definitely my vibe. Welcome into the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNVR when we sign up for a new account to get amazing odds boosts every single day. AJ, Rudo, Megan, coming to you live is the Avs. I mean, they won. They did win that hockey game. Roll credits. And you cannot take <laughs> that away from them. Uh, yeah. I. No one's going to tell you that this was particularly enjoyable. Besides the outcome. Lot of lot of tough edges in this one. We got a sixty second rundown to do here for you. First of all, so let's hit that. The first period was the thing that happened. Better less said about it than anything else. The score was zero zero, and that's all we care about. Uh, second period, there were four goals scored in total. The Evs did not play particularly well in the second period, but Dennis Morgan waved his wand and the puck went in the net magically. As you do, and then you got a genuine good play as Alex Newhooks finishes a breakaway nicely to get the Avs up 2-0. They very, very quickly give those goals back. Adrian Kempe might haunt the Avalanche's dreams, to be honest with you. Georgievs. <laughs> Georgievs for sure. Uh, it's 2-2 after two. The Avs had like 12 shots on goal. They're somehow in a game they had no business being in. And then they actually played a pretty quality third period. They put it together. They pick up two more goals. A beautiful play from Val to Mulgan for one goal. Uh, and then Brad Hunt with a laser beam for the other goal. It was probably deflected by a king. They do give one back, but ultimately hold on to win 4-3. All right. Good rundown. Let's, let's rewind it back. Is there anything good to take out of the first period of this game? It ended. It ended. It ended and the Avs didn't give up a goal. Yep. I guess Alexander Georgiev was awesome. He was. Died. 18 in guy, guys in front of him. <laughs> Not so much. It, it takes a village, I guess, is what they say. Yeah. And sometimes the village is dead weight, but, you know, it worked out okay. I mean, it's more like sometimes everyone in the village is asleep. <laughs> And the one guy that's awake is looking around going, hey, we're getting uh, attacked by zombies or whatever. What's going on here? <laughs> Got to fight him off by himself. And sometimes. he fended them off for two periods until some people, some other villagers woke up and started defending the town with them. By some luck, too. Yeah, for sure. It's, he's the bright spot to point to in totality for this game. And it's because of the team's poor play in front of him. Even what you could credit as a good penalty kill just wasn't a good penalty kill. It was just lucky. And part of that luck, too, comes from Georgiev playing well mm. because there was so much extended zone time from the Kings, especially in the first period there following really, really was. a penalty kill that was ultimately successful. There was just so much in Georgiev's workload, and again, in totality through this game, but especially through two <laughs> periods, he did the heavy lifting. Yeah. I, and even Georgiev wasn't perfect, which we'll get to, but uh, this game is genuinely for nothing by the middle of the second period without him. So, yeah, he was awesome. No doubt about it. We're going to talk a lot more about him. I, we'll, we'll get there. Um, <laughs> so this is, let's get into this conversation. Some of this isn't all that surprising. Bowen Byram out. You look at this team's defense tonight. Dude. You know, there's going to be some problems there. Round one, game one opens up. 10 days. Yeah, a week and a half nine from now. Nine days, something like that. 11 um, days, yeah. The abs know. specifically will open up about a week and a half yeah. from, from tonight. Uh, there's a pretty realistic chance 
that half of the defense that played tonight is not in is in the press box. Well, not the press box because that press box is extremely tiny. Uh, but is not in, on the bench. <laughs> is in suits hanging out in Club Lexus. There you go. Uh, so you have that side of context. It. But then you also have not a very good night from your top line. Honestly, in contrast to like alongside what AJ's saying, some of the goal scoring comes from one of those players that when the defense is healthy wouldn't be playing tonight. And it's a reflection of it's true. how this night shook out. You have Brad Hunt contributing goal scoring, Dennis Maug and Alice Newhook, because Miko Rantanen and Nathan McKinnon specifically just were not themselves. Honestly, in such a way that I'm not even worried moving forward what this means. It feels like such an anomaly for them as players that I would point to a dozen reasons that could explain this strange poor performance in this one game that it would be isolated because it was just so bizarrely not to expectation. Yeah, I genuinely zero longstanding concerns for me coming out of this game. But a whole lot of please don't do that again. Yeah, I mean you you are gonna have nights like this. Most of them you're gonna lose. Yep. Some of these are you know when you when when people talk about goalies and they talk about oh at the beginning of every year you're like, can he steal games for you? Can he can he get there? Can he do it? In a, you know on the road in a competitive environment against a good team, whatever, whatever, whatever. Can this guy do this thing for you? Yep. Did it. Was one save better than the other guy, that's for sure. Yeah, and way, way harder job tonight. Twice as hard, probably. Way, (laughs) way harder job tonight to be Alexander Georgiev than Phoenix Coldplay. Yep. Now, you say that, and and it's fair that there was some nonsense on both sides, but skipping ahead here, if you gave Morgan 10,000 pucks, do you think he could do that again? How much time does Andrew Cogliano have in the box to cast a spell? <laughs> Honestly, yes and no in that I think the way the goals were scored by Morgan tonight, especially the first of his, were so strange that I, I don't think that's happening again. Those are weird ways to score goals. The second one, a little less weird, but still benefiting from the luck of Copley committing to the top of the crease there and leaving the net pretty wide open. And Nuchushkin's lucky to get that pass question mark across the slot the way that he does, because it was honestly everyone in that play benefiting from a bouncing puck from its start to include, I think it's Malgan who's retrieving it, leaving it for comfort, and then it's Mm -hmm. bouncing around. Chushkin picks it back up. Everything about it was weird. So all this to say, I actually think Malgan, to his credit, has more intentional goal-scoring capabilities than what we saw tonight that have obviously been quiet as of late, which is a concern when he is playing with the opportunity that he has been. So I think he is more in him than what we've seen over this last stretch of, I don't know, 10 games but I don't think it goes about the way that tonight played out either. Yeah, Ben Myers scores two goals in the last game, and even coming off that performance, he has to be looking at Morgan's first goal going, like, what the hell, what, man? What is yeah. this? <laughs> <laughs> Some of these guys get goals like this, but of course you remember Ben Myers' this, first yeah, goal of the October year. October 17th, weird. It's, yeah. It was the second one. Meyer scored one like that and never scored again. Yeah. And Malgin gets one in the next period. And he's like, really, man? Yeah. Really? Yeah. He gets to shoot into an empty <laughs> net where you're just like, okay. <laughs> yeah. No, definitely. Like, look, you'll take you'll take it. It's a fluky goal. You get incredibly lucky. It's it's like fine hockey. Yeah, you're like, doing what you can. It's a deflection. It just goes over the net. And then Copley misplays it. Yep. Just He doesn't find it. You get a bounce. comes off the net. A bunch of weird stuff happens. It goes into the net. You'll take it. It just is what it is. And and yes, it's unbelievably lucky, but not to discredit Malgan. He gets his stick on a puck. Good things happened after that. Yeah. Great. But there's not a ton more you can ask from Malgan yeah, on got, that play. You get really lucky. Yep. The second goal, I think, is probably a lot more skill than we gave it credit for on live. Yes and no. I mean, um, having watched it a few times, it's pretty good, man. It's a really <laughs> nice play by Taves. He kind of just bats a puck that just sort of floats 
over everybody, and then you get a guy that falls down, which makes life easier. Yeah. But that guy was falling down. Even had he not, he was not providing adequate resistance to Alex Newhook. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to take away from the plays Taves and Newhook made. I, uh, Is this for Newhook's goal? Yeah. 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 I, you just don't know what world you're in if, if that guy exists in the play, even if he's not all that close. Different things happen. We'll never yeah, I know. Mean, but. Sure. Like, especially with the ice being as bad as it was tonight. Right. Literally any level of resistance could have been enough to make that puck do all kinds of crazy yeah. things. But uh, with Newhook, he just he takes the opportunity in front of him and finishes it. Yeah, he cashes in. I might be biased, too, but I feel like the weirdness was... I don't even know if I'll go as far to say equal, but you could see it both sides. Like, oh, Taves sure. oh, yeah. skate almost directly kicks, in kicks a, a shot yeah. in. Yeah. And then Mika Rantanen falling. It might even be on the same goal that I'm thinking of, but falling to get back to defend, it might be a different one, too. Um, in, in the same way, players were falling on both teams, respectively, in weird situations. There, there was a... We were laughing about yeah, it when yeah. Sam Gerard whiffed on the empty net uh, opportunity on the back door. While that's going on, five feet behind him, JT Comfer is trying to come to a nice and peaceful stop with nobody around him and just biffs it. He just falls well, down. And that's... And it was indicative the entire night. Yeah. This was truly... <laughs> Truly terrible ice that they were on tonight. Seven minutes left in the game or whatever it was. Kings are about to get a three on two. Just, just hits a bad patch of ice, falls right. over. Yeah. And just done. The ice was just genuinely brutal. Yeah. So and and played a role in success and failure for both teams. Yep. An even playing field to some extent. The randomness is going to play out however it plays out yeah it will but. favor or not favor or whatever but they both had to contend with right just just a chaotic playing surface tonight yep that was more of the third team on the ice than the officiating was which you'll take of course but <laughs> you really would like a game where it's just two teams <laughs> just playing each other yeah no the, nonsense uh, the ice tonight was awful it was it was awful yep i there are Things that the abs can control and things that they can. And they can't control getting lucky. They can't control yep. funny bounces going for or against them. What they could control was their own play. And despite it being 2-2 after the second period, their play in the first two periods was just not good enough. I yeah. don't think anyone should come away from those two periods happy about the way the Avs played them. Yeah, and uh, look, in a game that you really need to, you really want to win, I don't want to say need to win, but a game you really want to win to continue to, to have control of the Central Division race, uh, to be the team that's, that, that is being chased right now. Um, obviously, the Avs will have tomorrow uh, in Anaheim to really... Cement that. If yeah, to win, really put yeah. that step ahead, but... Um, you, you'll you'll take the position that you were in, just like at the end of the first period. You're tied in a game that you're you should be getting blown out in. Yep. And even the fact that they were tied at the end of the the, the second period almost felt like a disappointment because it's it was two nothing. Yep. At one point, it was two nothing. You'd gotten very very lucky, uh, and then you gave it away. It's yeah. It's it's a it's a better play from Adrian Kempe and uh, Gerard and Taves don't do anything to get back. Uh, and prevent him, uh, and then, you know, the the power play goal, you know, that that power play from LA has control of the puck. But you were to, we're talking about like fortune here. JT Confer stick breaks the entire yeah. time, yeah. And so they're 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 essentially playing, and they they abuse it perfectly. Confer because it's the second period and it's the long change. Confer doesn't want to go and get a stick. If if it's the first or the third periods and the bench is right there, the end of the bench. They could have the trainer get the stick ready to go, have it at the end, reach it out to him, and he could just He's fly by real five quick. Five seconds, maybe. Yeah. That it is a full, it is a legit ten second commitment to try and go get a stick. Uh, if if he makes that decision, and you don't ever want that to happen, you leave. You try and go get a stick, and they score. But we also saw how effective can you be? They're passing the puck right next to him. Andre Kopitar is standing right on him. 
gets a puck and makes a, p- a play freely because Confer has no stick, yeah. can do nothing about it. Now, he did have one clearing attempt with his, with his hand, yeah. but because it's hockey and you're not allowed to just close your hand, pick Can't it up and chuck it. the thing, yeah. he just has to bat at it and hope that it goes well. It doesn't. It stays in the zone. They pass it through him, right around him, and then they try and make a pass down low that Devon Taves accidentally just kicks in. Yep. And so you're talking about, okay, you you have now traded utter nonsense goals and breakaway goals. And you you feel a little disappointed because you got that break to on the first goal. You want to you have the two nothing lead. You want to keep that lead, uh, especially against an L.A. team that has come back and beat you already this year. Um, You want to maintain that lead. You want but you get to the end of the second period. It's two two. You don't feel like you've earned it. You feel a little bit unlucky, a little bit lucky. You feel a lot, whatever. It doesn't matter what 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 you wanted to see was a, a mature third period from the abs. And you got that. Where they where they walked out and they best period of the game is gonna be your third period? Fine. It's gonna be the only period where you play well? Fine. When you're a two two at the end of the second period, fine. There's a lot of fine. Yeah. You're you're you can live with that situation. If you end up there. At the, where you do at the end of the second, going into the third, you need to make the most of it. They do. To their credit, man. They, yep. Their third period is their best period of the game by a mile. And they legit outplay LA in the third. I, I do want to roll it back here a little bit. Megan, I, I know AJ and I were adamant about it on the watch along. How, where do you fall on the get the stick <sighs> debate? Let me let me put it that way, because I do know there are a significant amount of people there who will argue against going and getting the stick. Oh, I, I certainly am in favor of a player going to get the stick. Okay. I think full sell, just go get it immediately. Don't worry about it, or wait for the right moment. I mean, there. Yeah, use your judgment. Okay. Like there was a moment. I this is there tough because was, of the distance yeah. proximity on the shift, but there was a moment that <sighs> seemed clear yeah. that he would have had time. And he would have been just as useless if that goal happens to be scored in that moment than what it ended up being with him playing without the stick. It just looks worse, right? And it's not to pin that entirely on Comfer. I I think I saw, too, that it might have even been Taves' stick that broke initially and Comfer gave his stick to Taves. So I'm not even, you know, pinning this on Comfer. He was trying to make the right play. He had a difficult decision to make. Ultimately, this one just... You know, that goal still might go in even with he does leave to go get the stick, but it just is hard to watch. It, it, that's one of those situations where you can understand sticking around for a few seconds to try and be disruptive, you know, push yeah. a guy around, you know, try right. to whatever. But when it when they have a sustained possession at that point, do you think that it, it gets almost easier well, to be like, so just go get it, man? Like after like, say, five to seven seconds. Well, so here's. Mechanically, here's how I think it should happen as a defense. The stick breaks, whatever, whoever you give your stick to your defenseman, whatever. Yeah, whatever. You get things set up. You're there for a couple of seconds as the rest of your penalty kill sets itself up in the triangle behind you. Confer's the high guy anyway. Yeah. Once your defense is set up, go. Yeah. To me, it's that simple. Just act like he's not even there. Right. And try and try and switch into your... You're four, you're five on three on the fly. Yep. And then he, then as soon as you do yell at him, yep. Go exactly. Get the stick. Yeah. It's a, uh, it is, it is one of those situations where you're kind of damned if you do and damned if you don't. For sure. It doesn't ever feel like there's a right answer, but when you get scored on, it sure as hell feels like that was the wrong answer. (laughs) Makes it look real obvious. It it does because especially when you go back and you watch how their puck movement, where they abuse it's, him, it's almost taunting him. Yeah. No, really, it, it was. They yeah. were taking full advantage yeah. of that yeah. situation. And like, that's exactly what you're supposed to do. They're doing their job, but you are frustrated by it because you're like, look, you you opened up this door by by making this decision, and they weren't being disruptive. They weren't being. In, they didn't get in the middle of anything, uh, and then at the end, like they still get lucky. With the kicked puck, it goes it still off. Takes it, it, that yeah, to go exactly. In like right. you still don't you don't give up an abundance of scoring chances. It's not like they're 
you know, it's not like they're they're bombarding Georgiev and he's under siege. Just, it just wasn't that way. And it felt inevitable uh, when they scored. I think you even said. That was predictable. Yeah, that was predictable. <laughs> and it just felt like it was coming. But the way that it happens, you are, it is frustrating where you're like, did you make the right call here? But the way that it ended, you don't really ever really get to feel good about it. No, you could see Coffer's body language, yeah. too. Yeah. He went to his knees, really seemed disappointed in himself. Happy birthday, also, to JT Yeah, Confer. it was JT's birthday. Tough night. Tough night. <laughs> I think this is Victor Arvidsson's, too. They, yeah, his 30th, I think it was. What so. a weird... <laughs> also, a bunch of other random facts that I don't remember, but... What a weird twist of fate. That's <laughs> how it happens. Oh, is that what one of them was? All right. You said today, and I was like, no, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> On this day in history, AJ. Jesus. All right. Thank you for the 100 yeah, likes, chat. We got our Dr. Dub shots here for so you. We scared. appreciate y'all. Cheers. I, even if it's ugly, the doctor is still in. What is this? It's like a orangey. <laughs> Struggle with that one. Dude, that was not good. All right, Ooh. chat. Thank you. I think, I think we can all agree that uh, we wanted the Avs to show up before the third period in this game. And when, when you're throwing down in the game in the bedroom, make sure you're showing up before the third period, all right? I mean, <laughs> if you get to the third period of the bedroom, you still haven't shown up. You got a saint on your hands. It's true. They're going to leave quick. Yeah. They ain't going to hang around like uh, the Avs did in this game. We'll put it to you that way. So make sure you're ready. Roman ready, in fact. Roman is here. They just want to make sure your sexual health is where it needs to be. Whatever that may be for men, they can give you a free consultation. They will take care of your health. They'll ask you with a questionnaire. All of it's great because they just want to make sure everything is going right for you oh, down there. Man. If you have issues with ED... They have pills that can solve that. Uh, if you have issues with lasting long enough, they've got some wipes that can make you last four times longer. If you have other problems going on, things like low T, they have solutions for that as well. So jump on it. Go check them out at ro.co slash DNVR today. Make sure you're Roman ready for whatever it is you've got coming in the bedroom. You see what I did there? Whatever you've got coming in the bedroom. Yeah, okay. It's a double entendre. We got yeah. it. <laughs> but um, seriously, they're very good at what they do. They will deliver whatever it is you might need uh, in discreet boxes. None of that nonsense going on here. That's pretty good, Seth. No broken sticks in this ad read. Exactly right. Exactly right, Seth. Don't break your sticks. That sounds horrible. Uh, <laughs> anyway, jump on it again. Genuinely, they just care about your health and want to make sure... You're healthy. Again, you can do a free consultation with them that whatever issues you might have, bring it up. They have licensed professionals that will help you get whatever it is you need. Uh, RO.co slash DNVR today to get Roman ready for, I mean, I, you know, it doesn't have to be the bedroom, I guess. It could be wherever. I was trying to weave in something about the ice tonight, but I just wasn't going to get there. It wasn't going to happen. Sorry, chat. Couldn't do it. I definitely <laughs> think you're not going to get there tonight. It's a far reach. <laughs> I'm not Roman ready, I guess. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was actually, sorry, this is not a good sidetrack. I was thinking no, about great. national championships and how I think it was Boston after a national championship when they got in a lot of trouble because of on ice activities sure. after the game that were. Uh, inappropriate. Some illicit things were yeah. going on. So, like, shout out to Quinnipiac for winning the national championship tonight. I don't know. And Who winning, knows what they winning got Winning responsibly. Up to. And winning responsibly, I hope. Mm -hmm. I can't promise they did, but... Yeah, true. Well, maybe you've been scarred by something at work. Bacchus and Shanker can help you. Call 2-2-2-2-2-2-2. Two, 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 two. There, there were enough twos in there. I think I got them all. Uh, today, to get a hold of Bacchus and Shanker, if you've been injured and you're not at fault, whether it is at work or if it was a car accident, even if you were on like a rideshare situation, uh, you know, you, you, the classic, you, you tripped and fell outside of somewhere on, I guess there's no ice on the ground anymore these days, but same difference. If you tripped and fell on, on some grease or something at the mechanics, they've got you covered. 
They just want to get you what you deserve at Bacchus and Shanker. So give them a call. They will give you a free consultation. If they think you have a case, they will take it on for completely free. You pay them nothing until you win. Uh, <laughs> what? Nothing. Go ahead. Uh, the thing is, Bacchus and Shanker are extremely good at what they do as well. Uh, 25 years of doing it here in Colorado, uh, and they've won over a billion dollars for their clients. So... As AJ's having a, a breakdown over here, uh, Bacchus and Shanker will take care of you and, and get you what you deserve. You can go to coloradolaw.net or just press two for a while to get a hold of Bacchus and Shanker. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. <sighs> um, you get into this third period. And you get a you get the better play from Colorado, right? Yep. And just shots, scoring chances, everything. All man. Of it. You just do better. You just you just outplay him in the third. It's funny enough in the third period you get the result that you deserve. <laughs> you earned it in the third for yeah. sure. I'm gonna yep. jump around a little bit just because of of how the game played out here. Andrew Cogliano. Ugh. First of all, the penalty he takes early in the game. It, it, sure. But it, it, between him and Miko, who both took penalties in this game, you're looking at those two guys, I think, specifically on the Asri, like, you guys got to clean it up. Mm-hmm. You need a little bit more discipline from those two specifically. And then in Cogliano's case, you get whatever that is at the end of the game. That I, what are you doing? What yeah. what was the goal? What did what did Andrew Cogliano accomplish by running into a play late and just hitting a guy in the head? Uh, probably getting himself suspended. Oh, I'm to be sure he accomplished you. that. Uh, so I think that's what he accomplished. What was he trying to accomplish? Uh, be disruptive, I guess. I I don't know what to say about it. Genuinely, I am not condoning it. It was ugly and unnecessary. I do think it stemmed from uh, an interaction with Kempe and Rantanen. I think he was taking slashes on Rantanen and he let his emotions boil over. And I don't condone it. I think that's the kind of hit, the kind that you want removed from the game because it is dangerous. But I, I think to add context, I think it stemmed from something that he was reacting in response to. And I think it, it does warrant Supplemental discipline. Not here for this take, chat. Uh, He hit him in the head. Yeah. You just cannot do that. Full stop. Don't allow it. It's bad. No. If that was Kale McCarr. Or Bowen Byram. You'd be freaking out about it. We'd be really upset. Yeah. We wouldn't be talking about if it was intentional or not. It doesn't matter. He just rolls over there and smokes that guy in the head. Even if it was in reaction to something we didn't like previously in the corner, we'd still hate it. Yeah. It's unacceptable. You don't do that. And for him to be one of their veteran leaders, uh, you're talking, you know, in the final five seconds of the game. Yep. What are you doing? Just unnecessary nonsense. Like, they, th- I would say probably get a little bit lucky that the Kings react the way that they do. And everybody <laughs> freaks out and starts fighting and each people other. People get tossed left and, and right. You, yeah. end up, you end up not having to worry about a defensive zone faceoff in the final couple of seconds. You know, like, it, it's just... It's un- it's it's an unacceptable thing for him to do. Yep. And we've seen him in too many games this year. Like you love Andrew Cogliano in the playoffs last year, he was a warrior for you, but he needs to be smarter in some of these situations. He has taken some bad penalties in games where they've had leads that have allowed teams to get back into things where he's just being undisciplined and you're you're looking around and you're saying what are you doing? I, there's just there is no reason good enough. Just don't hit other guys in the head. Yep. I don't have a problem with him going over to hit him. Fine. Hit, wait for that. Wait hit, for that puck to come down and you know go hog fun. wild, if, man. If he's dead set on giving a, getting a penalty, two hand him in the shin or something. Yeah, like, right. Like you could do so many different things other than going and hitting that guy in the head. Yep. It's you just got to be better than that. You got to be smarter than that. 
more aware of your body because I don't think head is the desired point of contact. I'm sure it wasn't. But in the same way that it wasn't with Carter and Makar, exactly. you still have to be aware of what your body is doing. And in yeah. this case, it's a lot more intentional because the contact was yep. intentional. Yep. It's not easy to forgive or just completely turn a blind eye to. Yeah, I mean, look, you just don't hit guys in the head. This is the world that we live in. You don't want to see head injuries on guys that, for your team. Especially going into the postseason on a star player like that, you don't want to see you don't want to see the Kings lose Adrian Kempe because Andrew Cogliano is an idiot at the end of a game. Yep, that would suck. Like you just like you can handle your business and you can settle the score that you're trying to settle. Just don't hit him in the head. It's that it's, it's got a whole body there. And the, and the excuse that well Jeff Carter didn't get suspended. No, two wrongs don't fix it. Yeah, seriously, don't hit guys in the head. We're never going to be the podcast that's all about this. Well, yep, we can't get that hit back in the same way that we can't get this one, and we didn't like either. Right, and all you can do is get it right this time. Yeah, <laughs> give him, give him a game or two. Yep, you and I would be way tougher we'd, if we'd we give ran him ten. Man, I'd be giving him, I'd be giving him maximum. I'd be yeah. giving guys four game suspensions right. constantly. Yep, and I guarantee you that it happened less, and it would stop. Yeah, yep. it would, it would absolutely curb their behavior, and it has. We've seen it. The crackdown league wide yep. on blindside hits and things have resulted in way, Far way, fewer way, way, way fewer <laughs> yep. interactions like this in general. Uh, just, just don't do it. Yep, that's it. And it was disappointing. It was disappointing in a, in the last couple of seconds of a game to to see him make that decision. Yep, while you're protecting a one goal lead, still like you still have something at play here. Yeah. It, just unnecessary in, in, in every <laughs> way. Not that it would have been great had he waited for the buzzer and no. then just been like, all right, now I'm going to do it. Arguably would have been worse had he done that. Right. That's the biggest part is if this is an emotional reaction to something he didn't like, we've seen this cause problems for him this season. He just yeah. needs Very to get true. it in check. Yep. Yeah. It's a really I good appreciate point. his heart and his passion a lot. Totally. But when it costs his team and, and brings about harm in any way to his team or to another person, mm -hmm. that's when it's, it's just a step too far. Yeah. And he's not the player anymore. <laughs> You're that right. can easily go out on his next shift and just solely make up for it on his own. Yep. Uh, you really, you, you love that that guy's a warrior. You love that that guy's in your locker room. Plenty of things Definitely. you love about him. He's a, he's a, a Apparently uninjurable. <laughs> made of he's steel made for sure. Steel. Yeah. yeah like, I love so much about him. He's seriously <laughs> he's, he's given you what 13 goals this year, 12 yeah, goals this and year. Like he's apparently made of the flubber material. <laughs> or just everything just right off of him. But it's fine. He might Take feel it. it, but yeah. Just, anyway. Just gotta be smarter there. Yeah. Yeah. You dev and from him specifically, like right. like if it's Matt Nieto that does that, you're like, what the hell? <laughs> What what's, yep. what happened here? But with Cogliano, who's who's built up this yep. season, just this season, yep. who's built up this this small history of uh, some of these questionable decisions. Uh, he's on the ice at the end of the game because he's a trusted veteran. This won't change sure. that, but it there are enough of those incidents now that when they get healthy, are you surprised <laughs> if that guy comes off the ice and Arturi Lekkinen replaces him? Yeah. No is the answer. Like, I'm not surprised. You're just happened. like, hey, this is a guy that's just not making mistakes like this. It's, yeah, I, you know, it's just something that is very easy to stop, right? The nonsense, you're having a bad night, those types of things happen. You can look at a play like that and say, hey, just don't do that. Yeah. Very easy fix. Yep. Uh, getting back into the game itself, but though. then you look at Brad Hunt <laughs> and the play that he makes, and you say, "Hey, do do more of that." Yeah, do that. I didn't want to say that because then I would have said "do do." Yeah, well, now you've said it. Damn it! <laughs> Got me again, poop. <laughs> and, and you know, it, it does look like this shot from Brad Hunt gets deflected on the way in or whatever. But it's a laser, man. But it, I, I rewatched it, and it wasn't like if not for that redirect, yes, right. it wouldn't have gone yes. in. Yes, it was just a good shot. Yeah. Well, and look, it, the Abs reap the benefit of keeping that play simple, right? Yes, they win the faceoff. Yeah, that mattered. 
but there's no set play. There's no fancy nonsense. Brad Hunt just sees a puck, steps He's into it, and shoots leaning it. away from it, and he just rocks that thing. <laughs> like it's the one thing we talked about in the pregame. If there's one thing that you don't love uh, when guys get hurt, it's that the Abs rely so much on their defense yep. for offense. But the one thing you like about Brad Hunt is that when he's in the zone, he can give you a little bit. He's got a great shot. That's that's like the one thing that you look at and say, Brad Hunt, boy, he can rip a puck. And we've seen him do it. He's, he has four goals this year. Yep. EJ's looking at that guy going, can you teach me a thing or two? <laughs> He's like zero, like Brad, Brad Hunt's got a just a nasty again, just a, just it's nasty again and again. We have seen that it, he can rip that puck. It was great. There's nothing special about it. Lars Eller just wins it back, and Brad Hunt just beats a goalie. See, that's a faceoff that matters. Where they make it matter. Yeah, it, look, you're gonna score five of those goals a year on ten thousand faceoffs. Every single time that you do it, you go, boy, this looks really easy. It's and you needed it. You needed you, that. That's you absolutely you needed did that. need it. And I think this is something that you look at tonight. You didn't have a good night from McKinnon. You didn't have a good night from Rantanen. You, you go up three two at the time with goals from Morgan, Newhook. Brad Hunt. <laughs> there is a lot of question marks around the Avs depth this year. And part of that is because of injuries. Part of that is because, you know, they're worse than they were last year. Part of that is because Alex Newhook only has 29 points. Absolutely. And I get some of these guys won't be in the lineup for you come playoff time. But you look at a night like tonight, it has to give you a little bit of confidence that the depth can be effective for this team in the playoffs, right? It gives some. The The way this game played out was pretty ugly. For sure. And honestly, I still think that three of their four, four goals are intentional enough that it does give me some confidence. And Definitely. It's interesting, too, because like Brad Hunt, probably not somebody we're going to really see in the Stanley Cup playoffs. I say that so cautiously <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because this could be a reality, especially if he is someone that they look to as a black ace down the line. And he's demonstrated an aptitude to come up in big moments because it's not the first time that Brad Hunt's scoring has influenced the trajectory of a game. I think there was an Edmonton yeah, game back uh, in January where that contribution. Goal. Yeah made a lot of difference in the hockey game. And so there was a lot of disappointment that Bo Byram's out tonight. Brad Hunts, who comes comes in, and he, he steps up to the plate by mm. contributing a goal. That's a pretty nice, like, you can't really ask for much more in that situation. And so less specifically to just Brad Hunt, it's good to see Ben Myers get on the score sheet the other night because that's another person you're looking at, potential black ace down the line. It's good to see New Hook. A little bit of the confidence, too. And being able to score this way, it's just a skater and a goalie at that point. Hopefully that is confidence building for a new hook because he's truly your depth looking down the line. And then I don't know if it really counts as depth, but like the second line tonight was probably the best line. The line made up of Nichushkin, Comfer, and Malgin. And Malgin, I, yeah, I don't think it was close. You yeah. pin as depth probably in the playoffs when people return to a little bit of health. Comfort probably still stays up there, but either way, it definitely does instill a little bit more confidence to see the depth. Like you get a little bit more from Logan O'Connor. The finishing hasn't always been there, hey, but hey, big goal against Dallas last but weekend. Big goal against Dallas, exactly. Like the finishing came and the opportunities he's still creating. There's a little bit to be positive on. Basically, it's the short answer for that. Nieto, too, like yep. a game Has ago. Has some assists. Yes. No, exactly. Um, one of I thought that was one of the better lines a game ago. So there's there are some things to be well, positive You really on. have, for the last week, you've gotten really solid and contributions. Through. You've gotten crazy-ass superstar <laughs> stuff. But you're getting goals. Ben Myers has a couple of goals. And look, th that's the difference between... Ben Myers is literally the difference between... Well, let's see what the what this looks like in the third period of a three one game. And, oh, you just and win. it's yeah. five one, and everybody's just just like let's not get hurt tonight. And totally different. I think part of what we're getting at, and this goes beyond this game, is yeah, your superstars in the playoffs. You expect it every single night. They have to bring yep. it for you to be successful. Your depth, it's 
oh, hey, this night it was Ben Myers. Oh, hey, that night it was Dennis Mulligan. Oh, hey, this night it's Alex Newhook. Mm-hmm. It's a whole lot more of a committee down in your bottom six. Yeah. Uh, and on any given night, you take one of those guys getting it done. And you include your defense in, in your scoring yep. as well. And tonight, what do you get? You get a primary assist from Taves on the new hook uh, for the new hook breakaway, and you get a Brad Hunt goal. Yep. And, and it's not a ton. But it's enough. But it gets you to where you need to be, especially on a night. You got four goals tonight, and your top line did nothing. Yep. Its best moment was Miko Rantanen smoking a post with an empty net with two minutes left. Yep, it's the most dangerous that, thing. The that most was dangerous its, thing they did all night, best. all night, including two power plays. They didn't do, they didn't do shit. <laughs> yep, and you won. You won a game where your best two forwards played like that. Yeah, with all those injuries, with all that against an LA team that is desperately trying to keep up, so that they do not open round one in Edmonton or Vegas. They don't want that life. And tonight, the Avs might have just killed that for them. There's a very good chance that they did. So uh, statistically, it might. I think that was actually their 80th a, game. Is it officially official? It might be. See. I don't actually. I'll double know. check. But needless to say, that was an important game for the LA Kings. Uh, that was not just like some throwaway. That oh hey, well let's just see how it goes. Yeah, no, they're it's done now. <laughs> yep, they're they're five points back with two games left. They so, they so are on the road. They're the third seed now. That yeah. was a bad loss for them. Yep, that's a bad way. For them for that, to lock that yeah, in. Yeah. For that to get locked in is in a game that they dominate. And still can't find and a way. Yeah. They get they end up in this two two war after two periods. Yep. Where you're just like, and this is this is where it's credit to the Avs. The Avs don't belong in that position, but the Avs take that spot that they're in and make the most of it, and LA doesn't. They come out and they scrap. I mean, the the Avs rolled out into the third period and did what LA did in Colorado earlier this year. When it was a 4-2 game to start the third period, and L.A. came out and scored two goals and then won that game. I Like, they yep. they earned that win yep. that night oh. because they they worked. They, they had a better third period. The Avs had the better third period this time around against a team that arguably needed it a little bit more. The Avs fighting for first place isn't quite the same as we really don't want the three seed and have to go to Edmonton or I, Vegas. Yeah, it, it really was a night where the Kings had it all to play for. And honestly, it looked like it in the first two periods. The Avs just kind of got away with a bunch of stuff. But as you said, it, hockey is a funny sport like that, where with when you are put in an opportunity to win, if you show up when you need to, you can get it across the finish line. Shit, man, it might even be worse than that. Seattle's at 98 points with three games they to sneak go. In. They sneak in. They sneak in. This, this might have been a first-round playoff series tonight. I really hope not. I also hope not because... <laughs> The both both Los Angeles basketball teams might be in the might yeah, might and actually you get a mess of a schedule. Uh, and you're gonna point. you're yeah. gonna end up with a total. You're gonna end up playing at 9 p.m. Get and used the to ice, that ice. The yeah. ice is gonna look just like that where there was a Clippers game earlier today. Um, we do have to get to this. I don't even know who you picked for King of the Game. It's Georgiev. Okay. Well, I'm gonna let you rant about it. I don't really need to rant. It's really <laughs> it's really just that Alexander Georgiev looked. Look, like, there was a temptation to give it to Dennis Morgan, but he scores a total nonsense goal. And then the second goal is the Val Nichushkin does all the heavy lifting there. And Morgan just finishes off a nice play. But it's really Alexander Georgiev that keeps the avalanche in it through two periods, especially the first period. He was the man. And I really uh, don't have a lot more to say about King of the game that he was far and away the best have tonight for me uh, and deserved it. Do we have a thing for it? So cool. Well, that happens. I mean, Georgiev, I know. I mean, this is the game they win it for him in the third period. So he doesn't have to chase teammates around with a knife. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> The workload and the fact that I don't think the Avs win this game mm-hmm. if it's not Georgiev in that. I don't support violence, though. The goalie mask killer <laughs> remains just lore here at DNVR. Yeah. And it is unreal at this point. But so is Georgiev in his play. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> Emo, hero Emo hero in general. 
Yeah, uh, no, I, I would agree. Definitely an emo hero. He, uh, he definitely looks like he listens to My Chemical Romance and does not jump at shows. Something- a true emo at heart. Because, like, looking back at the start of this game, it was really hard to watch because the abs did not look well. He was the only one who appeared to start the game on time. And the thing is, he doesn't have a choice. He either doesn't, and the abs lose this game, or he does, and they have a a fighting chance that it takes 40 minutes to realize. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about he doesn't have a chance because he has to make a grade A save what was it, the first or second yeah, shift of the game? Like immediately. Yeah, yeah. Somebody ends up wide open in front of the net, and Georgiev has to stop that immediately as Kaliev puts it into his chest. Well, but he has to make that save right off the hop, and you almost wonder, does it get him into it? Like, maybe. Does, 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 did that actually benefit Georgiev to be like, okay, going to be one of these nights, huh? <laughs> All right, it's on me. And what you love about it is that he stepped up and met that moment. He was awesome. Well, you don't love the third goal against. You don't. It, it, it's Anytime not a great goal. short side like that. It's, it's, it looks like he's cheating. He, yeah. It looks like he's a little off that angle. But it, it's another shot from distance that beats him, which continues to be a thing that makes you a little bit nervous. But he's so good. And when that's the third goal in a 4-2 to right, two game. The secret sauce there is... The Avs were trailing for exactly none of this hockey game. They were never behind, and that's because of Alexander Georgiev. I'm combining games, too, but just even when he shows up in important moments like an OT yep. recently. Yeah. Oh, that some, 2-1-0 save that he made? No, exactly. <laughs> there are some, and then there was like a flurry of two saves just before that that he had to make back-to-back. Yep. One is his own rebound, but like yeah. still, three on three, different scenario there yes it is there are goaltenders that like you look at Kemper's numbers in comparison to Georgiev through this point in the season but who do you feel more comfortable with in these high danger situations when it's 1v1 like that or two on zero in overtime I I personally have felt really comfortable with Georgiev there and to be honest with you look is Darcy Kemper's numbers got better as his year went on last year so, so did the team in front of him. Yeah. And Alexander Georgiev in game 79, 78, 78, 78. Yeah. I, I don't know why I think it's Sunday. <laughs> I but mean, it will be in a couple it, minutes. Yeah. Here, but. I mean, but but in game 78 of the season, he is still looking at six regulars <laughs> out of the lineup. Yep. Half of his defense. He got traded here, went to cap friendly, looked at that defense and was like, Yes! Got one game of it. <laughs> and has gotten to play almost no games behind it. And so when you do when you do make that comparison to last to, to, to Kemper last year and the, the comfort that you have, for me the comfort level is higher because his success level has not wavered despite the fact that the team's quality in front of him has. It, it, Maybe the most impressive thing about Georgiev is the consistency he's shown this year. And it's really hard not to be confident in him being the dude. Now, I get it. Playoffs are a different animal, and we'll see. Of course, and that's where a goaltender's legacy is built and destroyed. But from the opportunities he's had so far, I think Georgiev has won over just about everyone to this point. So. Except that one guy on Twitter. Okay, well. Who's like? Kirgiev sucks. Yeah. He's overrated. Yeah. At 2-2, two, two, mind you. There's always got to be an exception to the rule. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you got to hand it to Jason Ramsey for having a whole brand. Shots fired. Uh, I mean, everybody knows. <laughs> on that note, if you want to watch Georgiev ball out, or Brad Hunt score important goals. I you do. Do it on Fubo TV. You got to use it the other night, didn't you? I did. It was wonderful. Yeah. She, you used it on the game that you weren't here. Yes. And I used it the game I wasn't here. I'm assuming Jesse Just used using it tonight, it tonight as well. Yeah. There you go. It was great. Well, because I was tired of having the delay yes. yep. from the pirated streams. Yeah. Because <laughs> I have a roommate who has a non-pirated stream upstairs so you hear him cheering exactly <laughs> i was like all right i don't want this <laughs> and so i use i switch over to you and use fubo and it worked great and it was the first thing it was the first thing that popped in yep. i set a preference one preference 
sports. That was it. Skipped skipped all the other steps for it. And then it was like, oh, you're in Colorado? There's an Avs game on right now. (laughs) Bam. Done. That was all it took. So it's easy. It's the easiest way to get the Avs. Genuinely. You can check them out at FuboTV.com slash DNVR or scan the little QR code you see on screen right there to get hooked up with them. You get 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro when you sign up through the FuboTV.com slash DNVR. Jump on it. Get with Fubo. Watch yourself some Avalanche hockey and the Nuggets, too. I mean, Nuggets are a pretty good team this year, so even eh. if they haven't been lately. Pretender-ass Nuggets. <laughs> I'm not even going to question that. Uh, We're also brought to you by Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. Uh, Go get yourself some Breck Brew at your local liquor store. You can find it with the Breck Beer Locator online at breckbrew.com. It's late, y'all. Or if you're local, go to the farmhouse. Go have a a good time there. Their their brunch specials, they're good. Oh, man, that day that we were there to do the pod, and what was it that we had? It was like a breakfast burger or something oh it was yeah. the yeah it was the breakfast burrito bowl oh yeah that's what it was yeah with, with a and it had a burger in it and yeah. it was like it was so we all got it to the point where they sold out of it while we were sitting there as our at our table of people just devoured this thing yep it was absurd go check it out point being so good third period of the dnvr avalanche podcast presented so by DraftKings sportsbook uh, we kind of already talked about LA's third goal. You would like better from Georgiev there. Yeah. It wasn't the prettiest of games, but at the end of the day, the Avs closed it out. Did what they had to do. Got a W. They still sit with the best chances to win the Central Division. Uh, it's it's all good. Let's get to some of these super chats as, as Tiff is scanning for them. She got it. She found it. Uh, $5 from Vaguely Sober, who says, it can be Mulligan Mania time. Uh, sweaty <laughs> boys, one for each goal. Uh, sure. Look, you can be excited about Dennis Mulligan scoring two goals tonight. The Avs needed it. It was great. But, like, look at those two goals and be like, look. I'm <laughs> you know what? If he can keep scoring them, he can. Great. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Here for it. Straight up. Don't think he's going to keep that job on the second line, though. Yeah, it's going to be a tough sell. No amount of goals is going to. Have him in your lineup over Arturi Lekkanen. Uh All right. A super sticker from $5 from Sasha that says, Sheba Dog saying good job while raising his thumb. <laughs> Thank I, you very much, Sasha. I like imagining that the Sheba Inu has that voice. <laughs> sure. Why would the Sheba It's definitely Inu not a super whiny voice. It's the jacked Sheba. The, the swole one? Yeah, exactly. yeah Okay. <laughs> Uh, the incredible Drew with another twenty dollars saying they don't ask how they ask how many you just need three to four doubles to forget how they won, except they did and get ready for a hopefully Mad Mac and Miko tomorrow. Yeah, you don't feel great if you you're don't. Anaheim right now. I mean, you don't in general because you've lost a billion games in a row, but. You don't feel great that the Mac and Miko juicers are going to be coming yeah, for you. Yeah, those two dudes just had bad nights, hate Anaheim, like hate playing in Anaheim, <laughs> and are going to want to do everything they can to get out of Dodge as quickly as possible. Let's They, they want an easy night. They're going to get up 4 nothing in the first period, throw that thing into cruise control for the rest of the game. Yeah, does feel like it could go that way. I'm putting money on it. <laughs> there you go. You can do our bets tomorrow. Great. Uh, two more dollars from Vaguely Sober, who says, Dennis Mulligan, also new career high in goals with 12. Nice. Alex Newhook also got a career high in goals, by the way, tonight. If you're counting. Two years in a row. Yeah, two for two. Yeah. Can he make it three for three next year? I hope so. I hope so. We all going to bet on that over right now? That he scores more goals next year oh, than yeah. he did this oh, year? Then, yeah, I would bet on the over oh, yeah. right now. And then finally, $10 from Munkinator, who says, I think Brad Hunt is better than Curtis McDermott in all aspects. Do you agree? Is there a good reason to play McDermott over Hunt besides McDermott being an NHL contract versus Hunt AHL and intimidation? Uh, The unfortunate answer is it doesn't matter because the Avs had three defensemen out tonight, and that's who they've got. Yeah, and to be honest with you, you, how we feel about it is totally irrelevant. Also true. Because the Avs have made their preference How they feel is pretty clear. Extremely obvious and clear because 
they continue to play Curtis McDermott over Brad Hunt uh, by default. And we can disagree, but we're not the coach that makes that decision. So, yeah. Also, their contracts. Curtis McDermott makes 200K more than Brad Hunt. Yeah, it's. I mean, I really tough sell for me. I really don't think the contract conversation has anything to do with it. I'll put it that way. Yeah. And Brad Hunt also for the for the record, Brad Hunt makes great AHL money. He does. He's sitting around at 500K, 450K as an AHL player and 760 as an NHL player. I don't think that the abs give a shit about that. Uh, I think that they just prefer Curtis McDermott. And, and why that is remains to be one of the true mysteries uh, in like covering the abs. Like, yep. It's a it's a baffling just 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 a a thing that makes no sense to anybody. So, I mean, I, again, however you feel about it, game one of the playoffs. Neither of those dudes are going to be in the lineup. Yeah. So, and to be honest with you, if you have to put one into your lineup, you're putting in Brad Hunt. I would. I, I yeah, I would. <laughs> Again, I will repeat how yeah. we feel. Just doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, and then a late one here from L.A. King. I'm assuming it's L.A. King. It could be Laking. I don't know. Uh, I am the resident DNVR homie hater. My Bruins are making history. Just wanted to say that going for 63 wins. I mean. Your money spends the same. Yep. You're here hanging out with us. It's all good. We, you're welcome. Yeah, all as long you. as you continue to be polite, you're cool with the community. If you're not a dick in chat, yeah, you're cool, it, man. man. Yeah, the, he's he's a regular for the night. Oh, yeah, no. he's He's been around in our chat yeah. on occasion as well. It's all good. Uh, there, we have like a decent amount of like non-Avs fans that come yeah. come chill, and the most of them are pretty cool. The ones that that get me are like the wild fans. Yeah, because I like I I hate everything about Minnesota and won't hide that. <laughs> and yet they're like, hey, these guys are nice. I loved the last game. There was like it was like Mama Bear, and she was like, "Good game, guys. I hope you have a great post game." I was like, "Oh, you're so sweet. Thank you for not being a dick, even though we just lost." <laughs> um. Okay. I. This is going to be a game I would sooner forget, especially knowing the Avs got the W out of it. But do we have any final thoughts? Two points. Thank God. Yep. You're now in position. We said six on the road trip. You got you're six. there. And now you're about to play the worst team that you are going to play on this road trip. Take care of business. Like tomorrow, we've, we've said when you get to the end of the season, your most important game is your next one. You play three desperate teams, uh, three teams that are playing for something after Anaheim. Anaheim wants to lose. You want to win. You're in a perfect position to make this a perfect road trip. Yep. Anything else? No, similar sentiment. You got a fresh goaltender in that. Hoping to feel comfortable, get back into game play. So second leg of a back-to-back sucks. You have a fresh goalie and you have some hopefully... (laughs) Disgruntled players that want to play better than they did tonight. There you how, go. And how nice will it be to have it's, it's friend Sos. They want to play yeah. well in front of and him. They better. No, not Jonas Johansson. Like, yep. like not trying to hate on JoJo just here. Have a little bit more confidence just in the guy. Yeah. Frankie is Frankie is a legitimate good backup. He's a really good backup, and not having him for the second half of the season has been challenging. Definitely. All right. Well, we do that in about sixteen hours. You know what so. time it is? It's tomorrow. It is well into tomorrow at this point. That's not a time, Tim. <laughs> tomorrow, tomorrow. tomorrow isn't a time. It's a mindset. It is always a day away, as they say. Yeah. Uh, we are going to end this show here, though. We appreciate all y'all hanging out with us with yet another ultra late night one. Tomorrow, at least the show will be over by 10 or something. Uh, join us for that, though. Pre-game, post-game, I think watch along as well. Uh, so we got you covered. For whatever happens against Anaheim, you know where to find us. Like if you haven't, subscribe if you haven't. Hit us up at thednvr.com if you like our content. Goodbye.
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.